Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. morning happy friday to you welcome into the program welcome into the final day of the week hope it's starting off well for you well the final day of the work week i should say yeah well, at least for me although that's not true you never know what's going to happen over the weekend i don't want to i don't want to curse it by saying well i'll have nothing to do all weekend uh, so we have a lot that we can discuss this morning we can continue if you still have thoughts feelings on the Departure of Bill Belichick from the New England Patriots, and you want to discuss that, we can. Yesterday, they had the press conference at noon. Belichick and Robert Kraft out together at the podium. Uh, it was definitely an emotional moment, and you could tell, obviously, Robert Kraft wears his heart on his sleeve. He's always been that way, but even even Belichick seemed to get choked up a little bit during the press conference. And what's interesting are the details that came out of it that uh, this was, again, a mutually agreed upon situation, that this was a situation. And Kraft gave a little bit of insight into why he let things play out the way that they did, both with Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. That with, when Brady left, Brady was a free agent. He could go sign wherever he wanted to sign. Belichick's under contract. So in all, by all rights, Robert Kraft could have sought compensation from any team that wants to sign Bill Belichick. But instead, he said that in both of those cases, he felt that it would be inappropriate was I believe the word that he used to seek compensation for them that they had both earned the right to be able to leave by their own choice which I found to be a very interesting perspective from an NFL owner in 2024 that when people are often viewed as assets as pieces to be bargained with you know coach trades that's something that you you say well how do you trade a coach they're not a player but that's something that happens and 
by Kraft saying he felt that it would be inappropriate tells me two things. One, this was probably more Belichick's decision than it was Kraft's. That's just my feeling on that. And two, maybe they thought that they wouldn't get any compensation for him. And so this bear, this saves the embarrassment of being unable to get compensation for Bill Belichick from, you know, from the teams that need a coach. They might not want to give up assets. And, and Belichick, as I said yesterday, probably doesn't want to go to a team that's going to give up a key asset to get him. He'd rather sit out for a year than give up a high draft pick. But yesterday was about Bill now the work begins to try to find his replacement. A lot of reporting saying that it will be Gerard Mayo, which I think is a good move. I don't know how he'll do as a head coach, but I think he deserves the shot. I think also, out of all the possible candidates that are out there, with the way that the team is and, and the way that it's currently constituted and the challenges that it has before them, now is the time to bring in a young coach. Build the franchise with the coach at the same time. With a general manager who has a track record of success. I wouldn't bring in somebody who's a first-time GM, but bring in somebody who has a record of success. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. I would think that it's going to happen in the next couple of weeks. And that by the end of January, certainly by the Super Bowl, heck, maybe even by the end of next week, the Patriots will have their next coach. So an exciting move into the future for New England's football team. Also an exciting move into the future for those who utilize the New Bedford Fairhaven Bridge. Just like Bill Belichick's been around forever, so has that bridge. However, it does not have nearly the same track record of success that Bill Belichick has. Earlier this week, and, and South Coast Today has the reporting on this, earlier this week there was a, a meeting with the Massachusetts Department of Transportation or you know, information release where they have decided what type of bridge will replace the swing bridge that is currently connecting New Bedford and Fairhaven. Well, no, New Bedford and New Bedford, but connecting Pope's Island to Fish Island, right? Is that right? So this bridge design will be a vertical lift bridge like the train bridge on the Cape Cod Canal. Vertical lift. So if you're driving along and the bridge is going to shut down, instead of swinging out, it's going to move up and down. There are a number of advantages to having a vertical lift bridge, as, uh, as the story explains. One is it's a, it's a much speedier process to get that bridge up and down. And two, 
it'll be a much faster process to construct the bridge. Uh, according to Frank Mulligan's piece, if they are to, you know, to, they want to get this done in 2027, which I know it sounds like it's far away. That's three years from now. But this will allow for the shortest time for construction from one year to 18 months versus three to five years for other alternatives. So let's just put this into, you know, out of uh, official speak and into reality. One year to 18 months. So knowing how construction goes these days, let's assume it's going to take two years. Construction starts in 2027. It's going to take, let's even give them the, the 18 months. You know, you're looking at mid-2028, closer to 2029 when this will be done. It'll also mean that the businesses over there will be less, will be inconvenienced for less time. I don't know exactly, and, and we'll get more information on this as the plans become more solidified because this is just the decision of what type of bridge to make. The design phase is still about to kick off. But the idea is that it'll look, I mean, I don't know appearance-wise what it'll look like, but functionally, functionally it'll work much like the Boyne train bridge. It'll have two towers, a tower on either side, the bridge spanning the middle, and it will lift up when necessary. Now, what's interesting about this bridge is it will be able to lift to two different heights, depending on the type of ship that's coming through. The towers will be 190 feet tall. And will lift the bridge to heights of 80 feet or 138 feet. So what, what does that mean? How can we compare that to something? Caller, hang on. I will get to you in just a moment. Well, the Cape Cod Canal Railroad Bridge, those towers are 271 feet. So we're talking about those towers being... 271 minus 190 feet. So those are about 80 feet taller, the towers. However, the Bourne train bridge has a water clearance of 135 feet. So the New Bedford bridge at its highest point would be able to rise three feet higher than the railroad bridge in Bourne races. That's also three feet higher than the height of the peak of the Bourne Bridge over the Cape Cod Canal. And you've seen what, what goes through the Cape Cod Canal. Cruise ships, oil tankers. Now, obviously, these ships are not going to be able to go through the New Bedford Fairhaven Bridge. But they've... You know, the, there's still 
ships that can go through there that may need some of those height requirements, especially with expanding the northern part of the water and having more industry coming in. You could need those heights. But I would guess that most of the time you're going to be dealing with waiting for a bridge to go up 80 feet and down 80 feet. And that Bourne Railroad Bridge that opened in 1935 and it moves pretty quickly. I used to live there when I first moved to Wareham from from Cape Cod back in 1991. I lived close to the railroad bridge. I could see it. I would go down there and watch it. And it moved pretty quickly. We're talking about something that's going to be brand new state of the art. So your your time will be significantly cut short waiting. You'll be allowed to have much larger vessels come through. Because with the swing bridge, you've got the problem of now you've got the bridge in the middle. So how wide of a boat can go through. But at the same time, we are also talking now about two towers that will be 190 feet above the road. 190 feet tall. So they, I think, I read somewhere online this morning that a story, you know, when you're talking about a building being so many stories high, a story is generally considered to be 10 feet. So this is going to be a 19-story tower. I don't think it's going to make it the highest point in New Bedford. I'm sure Melville Towers and the buildings of that ilk are still going to be the tallest, but 190 feet, 19 stories is pretty significant. So it's going to have to have a design that is iconic. It'll be a center. You're going to see that from 195 a lot easier than you see the swing bridge. So I I think that this is a, an exciting development. I like the idea. I figured that would probably be the design they would go with. I know a lot of folks are hoping for a drawbridge, but I my thought was there's not enough of an approach. And to do that, you'd have to have like flyovers where there's businesses that we want to see stay. This way here, the businesses aren't that affected at all. And as I said, it'll take the least amount of time to construct, whereas other bridges, other designs could take three to five years. 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in on that. But I think knowing that there's now an idea in place might make this more of a reality for people that are still having a hard time believing that it's going to that it's going to happen it's going to come to fruition 
there were those who said, okay, this is just Bill Strauss, you know, trying to win an election when they made the announcement that the plans were underway to start replacing this. He won the election. And they figured this would just fade away into obscurity like any other discussion about replacing the bridge in the past. But it's really happening. It's really moving forward. By 2030, which is now just six years away, 2030, you'll be at that point, actually, you know what? We can even call it 2029 because if it takes two years and they start in 2027, even if, just say 2029. So that's five years from now. You'll be one year into the term of whoever the next mayor of New Bedford will be, whether it's John Mitchell running again or someone else running. That's how short of a time we're talking about here. It's not long at all. And in that amount of time, you will have, at that point, multiple years of commuter rail service running to the city. What should be an iconic pedestrian bridge across Route 18. Something, and when I say iconic, I mean something that is representative of the city. The same way the Zakem Bridge has become representative of Boston. Same designer. And you will also have a brand new vertical lift New Bedford Fairhaven Bridge in operation. Those are some pretty significant transportation developments. That's pretty significant. And there are still those out there who don't believe it. There are still those who think South Coast Rail isn't happening. The city put out a press release about the construction of the commuter rail station and people are saying why are they building a station for a train that's never coming it's coming it's happening it should have been here already yes but it got delayed it's coming by the summer if you Red Sox tickets go on sale soon for the season for the early part of the season But if you plan on buying a Red Sox ticket for, say, after the 4th of July, you're going to be able to take South Coast Rail into the city to go to Fenway Park if you choose to do so. If the Celtics make it to the NBA Finals and you have a ticket to go to the Garden, you'll probably be able to take South Coast Rail into Boston. You'll have to go to South Station and then get from South Station to North Station. And I don't know, for some reason, they make that all of that far more difficult than it needs to be. But you'll be able to do all of that. Whether or not you want to is a different story, but you'll have the ability to do that. We're talking by the end of the, the Celtics despite what happened last night against the Bucks, could very well be 
in the NBA Finals. I would dare say they're a prohibitive favorite to be in the NBA Finals. And you could be taking a train from New Bedford to go see them play. If the Celtics win the NBA championship, I know I'm getting way ahead of myself now. When they have a rolling rally through the streets of Boston, you can take the commuter rail to go and see it. And maybe you're a Bruins fan. If the Bruins make the Stanley Cup finals, you could be taking South Coast Rail to go see them. I don't want to just put it on the Celtics. So that's right around the corner when you think about it. As we know, spring is a very short season around here. Winter is already almost a month in. We're talking about major changes coming right around the corner. For an area that was forgotten by transportation officials for a long time. Oh, and by the way, When South Coast Rail starts, if the timing all works out, you could be taking a free SIRTA bus to get yourself to the train station. Because the bus is free until June and maybe even free after that if they can continue getting the funding. Significant. I got to take a quick break. And when we come back, we will have the news with Ariel. 508-996-0500. We'll be back in just a few moments. And you can do that, or you can call in 508-996-0500. But right now, let's go into the newsroom with Ariel. Millions in the central U.S. are being told to get ready for extremely cold weather. Forecasters are warning that an Arctic blast of sub-freezing air will be plunging into the lower 48 states next week and could set records for daily low temperatures. Israel will have its day in international court when it responds to South Africa's genocide claims today. South Africa has accused the Jewish state of committing genocide in Gaza and its war against the Palestinian militant group Hamas and presented its case Thursday to the International Court of Justice. Israel calls the allegations baseless and is presenting its case today in The Hague. A watchdog report finds the Pentagon didn't properly track more than a billion dollars worth of weapons sent to Ukraine. The Pentagon inspector general says that while the Defense Department improved its ability to track military aid to Ukraine, it didn't fully comply with requirements. World health officials say low COVID vaccination rates are putting a strain on healthcare systems. The U.S. and several other countries are reporting a rise in hospitalizations due to respiratory illnesses eBay will pay $3 million to settle criminal charges after employees stalked a Boston couple who published material critical of the online retailer. Ina and David Steiner were targeted starting in 2019 by employees for their criticisms, mailing them things like a fatal pig, a bloody pig mask, live insects, and a funeral wreath. Microsoft 
Microsoft briefly overtook Apple as the world's most valuable company on Thursday. Apple soon reclaimed its number one position where it's been since 2021 because of the iPhone. Shares in the company have been off to a weak start in 2024, while Microsoft shares have risen sharply, partly because of AI technology. Time now for WBSM Sports, brought to you by Sparks Auto in Dartmouth. The Bucks took the win over the Celtics, 135-102. to Peyton Pritchard led the season, scoring with 21 points off the bench. Jalen Brown was the lone member of the starting lineup to score in double digits after pouring in 10 points. Tomorrow night, the Celtics will host the Houston Rockets. The Patriots head coach Bill Belichick said in a Thursday press conference that he is moving on from the franchise after 24 season. Belichick, who had one year remaining on his contract, will be allowed to leave the team without the Patriots seeking compensation. The 71-year-old leaves New England with 331 career victories. His six Super Bowl wins are the most for a head coach in league history. And the Bruins dropped their third straight game after falling to the Golden Knights 2-1 in overtime. Matt Greslick scored the lone goal of the game with his second of the season. Trent Frederick was credited with his 10th assist of the year. And Jeremy Swayman managed to stop 23 of the 25 shots he faced. The Bruins will visit the St. Louis Blues tomorrow night. Now let's take a look at your local forecast with ABC6. Good to be with you, everybody. Happy Friday. Beautiful day is in store for this morning. Mostly sunny skies, temperature in the low 30s. This afternoon, mid-40s, a few degrees above average with mostly sunny skies. Late overnight tonight, conditions change. It'll go from mostly cloudy to heavy rain at times at around midnight and into Saturday morning. Temperatures dip into the mid-30s. Saturday morning, we should be dealing with strong gusty winds and temperature in the upper 50s. Everything freezes over Saturday night. Be sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Cecil Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420 WBSM. And I'm Ariel Dorsey for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station WBSM and get all of our content and breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. Uh, I just want to, I tuned in uh, toward the uh, end of the conversation about the South Coast Rail. You were talking about the free bus line. Yes. My commute, I'm not, I wouldn't use it for my commute back and forth to work. I literally walk every morning and listen to you a mile and a half to work every morning. (laughs) So that's what my commute consists of. But on the weekends... I'd be interested in using the rail. Do you know the the cost of the round trip? 
I, I've seen some things bandied about about it, but nothing's been official yet. Um, I thought I heard, if I remember correctly, and I'll, I'll, I'll look it up during the next break, but I thought I heard it would be somewhere in the range of like 12 to $14. Does that sound about right? Uh, I'm not sure. I haven't even looked it up yet. I'm just hearing about the South Coast Rail uh, this morning, you know, on the show. But, uh, but I mean, I, really I, I mean, it. like just I've based on. Honestly used it. I've, I've always driven oh, so... to like uh, the T station in Quincy, and I've always used that to go into Boston, but. Um, but I'd be very interested in the round trip cost. I, I mean, I think it's around that price for the Middleborough route. Again, somebody can correct me. It's been a while since I've taken it. Uh, but I know the idea behind it was to keep it affordable. I'm, I'm looking at this article from August from New Bedford Light that says uh, a trip from Boston to New Bedford is likely to cost around twelve seventy five to thirteen twenty five. So if that's one way, you're looking at you know. Twenty-four to twenty-six dollars round trip. Yeah, that sounds good. Also, I when I tuned into the app, um, I noticed something about the National Club. Do you know anything? I didn't have the chance to read the article, but do you know what's going on with the old National Club? Yeah, they're um, they're redoing things over there. I know that uh, Michael Rock's been all over that story. Let me uh, pull up the details there and get you the info on it. But uh, they're putting a Mexican restaurant into the club part of it. And then, as you know, they're they're renovating all of that area, and they're putting in some apartments and everything. Yeah, that's amazing. But yeah, you're gonna have you're gonna have um, a reference. Uh, I'm sorry, a restaurant that is gonna be opened by C- Steve Silverstein that will be a Mexican themed restaurant. That's amazing. It's about time they're doing something with that uh, that that building over there. It always seems to look a little run down in the city. Well, I think you should check out the um, the actual article because there's a gallery of photos of what they have planned for over there, and it looks incredible. Wow. Yeah. I'll Open air seating and all kinds of great stuff. Be, uh, definitely be going there, and I think that's a great thing for the city. We we, we uh, often go to that clam shack over there by the Black Whale. That place is amazing. Oh, yeah, very good. Yeah. All right, well, I just wanted to ask about that and put some input on the show. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. You have a great weekend. Thank you. You too. And if you want to call in, 508-996-0500. Yeah, that's that's a great development for downtown. I mean, I think if you look at where the National Club is located... And you look at what the potential is. And by the way, I was talking about all the great transportation changes that are coming. Um, got a, a text saying, don't forget, too, about the new airport terminal. Yeah, that's that's planned for the next few years as well, which will also have restaurant space in it and, you know, some uh, some increased ability to bring in flights beyond just basically being a shuttle service to the islands. But there is also the future development of state pier and to have a Mexican restaurant that's basically across the street in addition to all the other great restaurants and bars that are over there gives you another option to make sure that people who are going down there are exploring beyond just visiting that pier and that people who are utilizing the ferry service which will still be part of that no, no matter what the development plan is. They're using the ferry service. They're not just parking at the Whale's Tooth lot 
going over to the ferry, going over to the island, spending their money there, they might say, well, you know, let's go there a little early and we can stop by and uh, have some, some, uh, some food at one of the restaurants. And having a restaurant just that much closer might bring people to walk up Union Street. So these are all exciting, positive developments. I know people are going to call in and find the negatives. They're going to call in and say something like, you know, who, who's going to go to a Mexican restaurant in downtown New Bedford? Lots of people. In fact, people love Mexican restaurants and complain there aren't enough of them around. I, I like Mexican food. I don't go crazy for it. I think tacos are super overrated. They're good, but I don't get the obsession that people have with them. But people love them. And so I think that's a, an exciting development. There's a lot of ver- variety of what you can eat downtown, where you can go. You've got your hidden gem, hole-in-the-wall type places. You've got your the places that are going to attract the tourists. You've got different types of cuisine, different types of atmospheres. So that's a, that's a solid development. And you know what? It's another independent, original restaurant. It's not another chain. It's not a chain coming in. There's no... It's, it's all New Bedford. You know what I mean? If you, if you were going to go onto the, uh, onto the ferry, say, and you looked across the street and you said, well, let's grab something to eat. Oh, what's over there? Oh, a Buffalo Wild Wings. I can have that at home. Oh, uh, a 99? Ah, oh, there's a bunch of those around. But when you see it is a unique place, that might, maybe that's just me. I have friends who are, and, and family members who will only go to chain restaurants so, who don't want to take the chance of going to a, a mom and pop place, or an independently owned place. They like the comfort and the consistency of knowing what they're going to be walking into. Me, I'm the other way. I want to find something that's super unique. And I want to try the dishes that are unique to that area or the take on a dish that's unique to that area. 508-996-0500. By the way, you'll be able to walk out the front door of that new Mexican restaurant that's replacing the National Club and take a look down you know, to your left and you, you'll, you'll be able to see <laughs> those... 190-foot towers of what will be the new New Bedford-Fairhaven vertical lift bridge. I think that'll be exciting to watch the, the first time it goes up and down. And then we'll say, okay, we've seen it once. But the important thing is if you're stuck sitting there watching it, it won't take nearly as long as it does now. 508-996-0500. We'll be back in just a few moments.
Welcome back in 508-996-0500 or hit us up on app chat or open line voicemails on the WBSM app. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, Shawnee. Anyway, um, I think on that same block on that building there, it's I don't know if it's attached to the Kruger building where they used to get all the supplies, the food for the boats. I don't know if you remember that because you're I, from Wareham. Yeah, I don't remember that. Well, I think that I heard that was supposed to be fixed up and turned into something to a restaurant. Maybe somebody that's in the audience knows what I'm talking about. Wouldn't it be nice, too, if they do that open market that they said they were going to do on the um, waterfront where they're making the the uh, towers that you're talking about, where they're putting that stuff together for the wind? Mm-hmm. They said they were going to have an open market, remember? Well, I think that, that was planned to be uh, at State Pier, and that plan has been kind of... Um it's been pushed back a little bit and now the people who put together that plan are invited to, to rebid as part of the process. But I, there were some problems with the way that that process went through. So now they're opening that back up again and I'm sure that'll be part of a variety of the different uh, things that are proposed, but that particular plan is not currently going into effect. Tim, you know what building's beautiful on the waterfront too is the Bourne County house mm-hmm. here um, across it. You know what I mean? Yep. That we used to be a. I used to go there. Up top is a beautiful view. Oh and yeah, I can all, imagine. Yeah, all glass. They used to have a disco up there, you know, a dance and a, and a restaurant. Oh, and a bar and a bar. It was awesome. And mm-hmm. then um, downstairs is, has several different things that they had in there. And I don't know why everything closed up. Well, maybe with more, you know, with more uh, focus and attention on that area, maybe maybe something will pop back up there. I wonder who owns that that piece of property right there, that Bourne Counting House. I'm not sure. But maybe somebody in the audience knows that too. All righty. Well, I, you- I, I wish I could open that up. Yeah, we can call the Shawnees and people can come out and party all night long. Yeah. No, I wouldn't call it that, but you know, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Uh, they they're offering. Um, they give the Indian people and everything like um, two hundred fifty thousand dollars to open up a business, and then they just grant it to them. Well, there's grants available for you to open a business too. You just got to know how to apply for them. Mm, I'd love to do that. What do you what do you think about that bridge idea? What do you think about having a vertical lift bridge replace the one that's there? That means it just opens up, right, from the middle and it just goes straight up and straight down? Yeah, like the train bridge in Bourne. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to put there. That's what you think? That's that's what uh, MassDOT has announced is going to be the, the type of bridge they go with. So you're going to have 290-foot towers on, on either side, and then you're going to have a, a, a bridge that spans the middle of it that can go up to 80 feet or 138 feet, depending on what's needed. Why are they going to have towers? Because that's how it works. Oh, is it ugly to look at? Uh, I think that the train bridge is very cool. I, I don't know how other people feel about it, but I like it. I like the design of it. And I'm sure, you know, now that was built almost 100 years ago. So I'm sure in modern times they can have a design that's even a little bit more, uh, I, I, uh, a little bit more visually appealing is what I'm trying to say. 
How about that nice one down in Bowen that's up high but it hardly ever comes down? Is that's, that what you're talking about? That's what about? I'm talking about, yeah. So that, that oh, that's, stays that's up because nice. that one's for the train. So that stays up until the trains need to, to come across and then it'll come down. This one will be the opposite of that. This one will stay down uh, for the cars, but then if it needs to go up for, for a boat, it'll be able to go up and it'll be able to go up pretty quickly. Oh, that's nice. And it's gonna be, I never saw that one. It's going to be just as up. high as that train bridge. The towers won't be as tall. But it's gonna it's gonna actually go three feet higher off the water than the train bridge. It's gonna be three feet higher off the water than the Bourne Bridge. How, when are they gonna do it? Do you know? Twenty twenty seven is when it'll start construction. It'll take about eighteen months to finish. Mm. All righty, I'll be listening. Thank you, Tim. All have right, a great day. You have a nice hey, weekend. Hey, if I don't see talk to you, good luck with the all the things you're going through. Thank you very much. Yeah, that'll be next next Friday is when uh, all that will happen. Oh, all right. I thought you were going earlier. Okay, Tim. All right. Take it easy. Thank you. Bye-bye. 508-996-0500. Yes, next Friday, Jack Spillane will be filling in for me. Uh, and then on the Monday after the, the 22nd, Brian Thomas will be filling in for me. So, and then we'll see, you know, if I'm ready to come back after that. Surgeon said it shouldn't be, you know, it should only be in the hospital for a day recovering. And then they want me to get up and do things as quick as possible. They don't want me loafing around and doing nothing. They want me getting back up in regular life. I'm just going to be on some lifting restrictions. So I haven't really talked much about what's going on, but I'm, I'm having part of my left kidney removed. There's a, there's a mass on my kidney. And... They'll know for sure when they take it out if it's cancerous, but they're 90% sure that it is. Uh, but thankfully, that's the only spot that has it. So uh, they're hoping, at least that they can see on the MRI. So they're hoping that, you know, taking this out solves the problem. And uh, then there's a, there is a slight chance that when they get in there and they, because the robot's going to do all the work, when they get in there, if they think that it might not be, that they can take out just the mass and, and, and have the rest of the kidney work, then they'll take out the whole kidney. But the plan right now is to just take out the mass. And for those who are wondering if this has anything to do with the weight loss medication that I'm on, um, I asked that very same question of the urologist and of the surgeon, and they both said, no, this has been around a lot longer because I only started taking that in July. So they said, no, no, this has been something that you've been dealing with longer than that. Same thing with the kidney stones. They take a lot longer to form than just that. Um, so they said the one thing that you do want to do, obviously, to help your kidneys is when you're on that kind of medication is it does dehydrate you. So just keep drinking as much water as you can. But that uh, the two things don't have anything to do with each other. So uh, let's take a phone call here before we gotta go to a break. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Good morning, Reverend. Good morning. This is the first time I'm hearing about what you're, what you're having done. I guess I've been missing it because I'm in and out of the car. That's no, I just, I, I didn't really talk about the details. Yeah. Well, next Friday, we're both going through something on the same day. Oh. I'm a little bit different than, yeah. I'm going to have my first eye injections for the AMD, and I'm nervous about it. But I've talked to a lot of people about it, and it really, there's no cure for macular degeneration, but mm -hmm. they claim, they are claiming that these shots will kind of slow it down a little bit. And right now, it's only in one eye, but still, I'm allowed to drive yet and everything else. So while you're over there, I'll be in a different place getting stabbed in the eye. 
That, that, that doesn't sound fun, but it sounds like it'll be helpful and, and, and help you with uh, what you're going through. Well, I hope it does. And I hope you make out, wow, that, I, this is the first time I'm hearing this, boy. Let's hope they don't take too much and, you know. I don't, I don't think well, I'm so. I'm sorry to hear that. Really sorry to hear that. Well, I appreciate that. I'm, yep. I'm not. I'm not very concerned about it at all. I think everything's going to go off just fine. This doctor was the surgeon was telling me that he's done a whole bunch of these, and he's never said to anybody, "I think I can do a partial and then have to do a full, and then have you know, and then had to do a full after that." So I trust him. Was this was this a big surprise, or is there any warning signs of that coming? Did you know for a while? I have no effects of it at all. What happened was when I had the kidney stone, and they went in and they did the the CAT scan for that. Um, because I went in with pain, they noticed that there was a mass then. And then they said, you know, we're going to have you come back from an, for an MRI later. And then once I went back, then that confirmed it. So as the urologist told me, you know, normally they only find it this early in somebody because they've been in a car accident and they are looking for other internal injuries. So normally oh. they wouldn't know I had it until I actually was getting sick from it, but I have no, no effects at all. I, I don't, I, I wouldn't know it was there if I hadn't had that kidney stone. Oh, that that part of it's good for you. They they took stones from my. I mean, he didn't find anything in my son, but they did have to go in there for stones. That he told me how painful that was. He goes, "Boy, Ma, you don't want this." I mean, he doubled over. We had to carry him in. That we had to actually carry him into the hospital. He couldn't even walk. Yeah. So I I know that that's got to be a painful thing because uh, he he was in a bad way with that. And now we're going through other stuff, but I don't want to talk about that. But anyway, good luck, because I mean, I just pulled over because <laughs> I heard you mentioning that. I said, I'm going to get my call in there, and then I'll go running around. Well, I appreciate so it. Have Thank a good you. day and good luck. Yep. You as well, and good so luck to you if I don't talk to you. While you're over there, I'll be over there with my eye. Listen, if they so have, have to keep you overnight, room. I'm going to request that they put us in the same room. Yeah, no, 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 no. We'll I'll drive everybody crazy. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> oh, that'd be great fun, huh? Absolutely. Document the whole thing. And all the other women out there will be jealous. Oh, they'll be jealous of you so bad. We can call and each other roomy from, from then on. Yeah, me and the little man. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Have a great day and probably talk to you before that. All right. You as well. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. And uh, we're going to take a quick break here and be back in just a few moments. Are you looking for work? Are you retired or a stay-at-home parent or anyone just looking to earn some great pay? without having to work full-time again? Well, Trembley Bus Company is in desperate need of school bus drivers, monitors, and van drivers. Driving a school bus or a van is a great job for people who are retired, people who are stay-at-home parents, or anyone just looking to earn some money while supporting those local students. If you are interested but you don't have your CDL, well, don't worry about that. They're willing to train if you are willing to learn. For more info, visit tbcbus.com. That's for Trembley Bus Company tbcbus.com. Join Trembley Bus Company today and be the one who gets our kids safely to school. Again, tbcbus.com. All right, that's going to do it for the first hour. We'll be back coming up in the next hour. More of your calls at 508-996. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.